Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Kathleen Tandy, Vice President of Global Partner and Alliances Marketing at VMware, and I'm pleased to bring you the stories and trends from VMware industry analysts, partners, and executives. This week, I'm thrilled to be joined by Cheryl Cook, Senior Vice President of Global Partner Marketing at Dell Technologies, a worldwide leader in digital transformation, providing digital technology solutions, products, and services to drive business success. Cheryl is responsible for driving Dell's long-term company-wide partner marketing strategy and is a 20-plus year partner veteran, continuously creating compelling business solutions to accelerate partners' success. During our conversation, we discussed Dell and VMware's longstanding partnership and joint innovations, customers' increasing demand for flexible, agile consumption models, and enabling partners to serve as customers' trusted advisors in a time of rapid digital transformation. Enjoy the full conversation now. Well, Cheryl, welcome to Partnership Perspectives. I'm just so thrilled to have you join us today. Thank you, Kathleen. It's so great to be here. Hope you're well. We are, and you too, as we continue to navigate this crazy world and so much that's going on in our industry and looking forward to getting to that today. VMware and Dell Technologies, we've worked really closely together over the last, well, many years, definitely over the last five, six years. I've had the opportunity to work with you and so many folks on your team, and I've always just really admired and respected your leadership and in particular, your continued advocacy for your partners, our partners, we share a lot of the same. So let's start our conversation there. In your role as Senior Vice President of Global Partner Marketing for Dell Technologies, can you share with our listeners, the few who may not know you, a little bit about your current role, because it also keeps evolving, your current role at Dell Technologies, and what you and your team are responsible for over at Dell? Yeah, well, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. We share so many of the same common partners, and we're living just this extraordinary time right now. But I'm just fortunate to work with fabulous people and a really strong team. And we're here, and we're just trying to help our partners win. To be fair, it's about how can we help them be successful? How can we help ensure that they're informed and enabled around our technologies and the breadth of our portfolio? Certainly, strong partnerships like we share with VMware and frankly, all the vexing problems that many of our customers are struggling through, how a partner like Dell Technologies can really be there for them to help them realize the innovations, the opportunity, the potential, and frankly, the results and the growth that they've been able to achieve and therefore kind of helping us achieve. So, I'm just a big advocate of the partners. I tell a lot of people that I'm stimulated by and inspired by just a lot of their innovations and their advocate inside Dell. And it requires three-dimensional thinking. I said, it's always about how do you find the win-win-win for our customers, our partners, and ultimately Dell and VMware. Absolutely. I think we strive for that win-win-win combination. And it's certainly not easy. I know some of the things you have to wrestle with, and, and we do too. But coming back to the great people that you've gotten to work with, you've been at Dell over 10 years, which is, is quite a long time. 
Can you tell us what first attracted you to join Dell and maybe a little bit about the various positions you've held, what's been your career journey at Dell and what continues to excite you about being part of the Dell family? Oh, wow. Well, there's a lot to unpack there, you know, but you're right. I did just celebrate my 10-year anniversary in July and it's just extraordinary. You can look at how much the company has evolved and transformed itself actually since I've been there. And I think I'm just naturally drawn to the stimulation and the intellect and the challenge of really what our industry provides. And our industry is dynamic. It's always changing. It's always innovating. And Dell most certainly is a company that has just shown how successful Michael's been able to lead and navigate the company, frankly, to evolve and transform itself to really be highly relevant. So, you know, I have a computer science background. I was always in enterprise kind of data center computing. And at the time I joined the company, you know, the company was largely well-recognized as a PC client company, certainly had a strong server business, but bold aspirations to really expand in the data center. So I joined in enterprise sales and I've been in specialty sales and enterprise data center kind of sales transformative roles in Dell. And in order to really be successful in the data center, I was a big advocate of expanding our partner ecosystem and the strength of our partner community in order for us to achieve that. And not long after that, I was asked to just help go run the channel and enjoyed being Dell's channel chief for a while. And then Michael merged the companies of EMC and Dell, which is how we strengthen our VMware relationship and just changed the game. Frankly, really, really put formidable credibility for our opportunity in the data center there. And you've seen what we've been able to accomplish in the last five years. We just celebrated five years since the merger of the two companies and arguably notwithstanding a crazy 20 months in a pandemic, the company's enjoying record performance and inside that performance record channel results. It's just been a remarkable opportunity to have been a part of. We're still not done. We were just talking together about how much change we're all living through, but I admire Michael's leadership. I just thoroughly thrive in the culture that Dell Technologies has. And I think our better days lie ahead, frankly. I just think the industry is kind of coming to the type of offers we have, and we just need to stay humble and earn it every day and continue to work alongside our partners to realize the full potential. So we're just getting warmed up, I think. And I know there's a lot that we're going to continue to co-innovate on as joint companies, and, and we'll get to that a little bit. But I wanted to pick up on the comment you made, Cheryl, about your background in enterprise sales. As we work with our enterprise sales teams, frankly, sometimes we have challenges convincing them of the value of partners. I think they they think, yeah, partners, that's good for mid-market, smaller business, but enterprise, that's something that we've got. I'm curious as how did your time as an enterprise sales leader shape your value and your appreciation for the tremendous role that I know both you and I know that our partners bring to customers across all segments. Well, it varies so holistically, but candidly, whether you're talking about enterprise customer segmentation, where you might be dealing with the largest companies, like our large customers, Fortune 50 and Fortune 500, 
In Dell, we happen to refer to our product offerings, our data center solutions as our enterprise offerings too. So we use kind of both vernaculars and language, but where partners, I think, help us accelerate is they help customers navigate through the complexity of those solutions. They inherently bring a degree of industry and vertical expertise. And as we've all watched, the industry is moving us more towards outcome-oriented, workload-centric and specific use cases. And our partners really just have tremendous capabilities and expertise there that our shared customers value and they want and need the help. So for me, it was really just enlightening and helping enable our sellers to appreciate that one, you can get scale and reach as importantly, you can get acceleration, it's velocity, it's time to revenue. And frankly, the fact that they can help our customers achieve faster results, faster opportunities translates to faster revenue for us. I describe it as the art of the end. It isn't an indictment on our direct sales capability. It isn't anything else. It's the fact that the market opportunity is so tremendous that together we can achieve more. And it's the art of the end. You know, we want to rise all tides so that everybody can grow. And frankly, that's kind of proved true for us here, certainly in the last most recent few years. So you mentioned complexity, and I think every partner that I talk to, every customer that I talk to is saying the same thing, right? The pace of innovation is just tremendous. It's only been accelerated over the last 20 months. And complexity across the entire stack now from public clouds to private clouds to edge to shifting buying models, there's just so much complexity to navigate. And Totally agree with you that our partners are going to play even a more critical role in helping all the the customers navigate that. But at the heart of that is innovation, technology innovation. And I think you were mentioning that before in terms of what's kept you engaged with Dell. And I know Dell is embarking on another major innovation with a whole shift to subscription with the Apex offerings and announcements that you've just shared. What are you excited about with what Apex brings the opportunity for Dell's partners? Thank you so much. I just think we all can acknowledge the pace of change and innovation, but I think what this pandemic experience in the last 20 months has really taught all of us, and not all of us might have (laughs) anticipated it at the beginning, is it's candidly just accelerated the pace of change and the need for adoption. And it's frankly about flexibility, agility, and how customers can get to their business offers, their revenue generating opportunities, which are enabled and empowered by our joint technology. But at the end of the day, they aren't deploying our technology just to deploy it. They need to address the rapidly changing needs of their customer base as well. And what Apex I think is in response to is just an acknowledgement of this global shift. I mean, we are seeing the customer request for flexible and agile consumption models, which show themselves in subscriptions as you're certainly working with at VMware and as a service. And it's how can we radically simplify the overall essential infrastructure that needs to be deployed in the way of management and operations 
so that our shared customers can be more responsive to their businesses. IDC just recently predicted that by 2024, more than 75% of infrastructure and applications or half of the data center infrastructure is going to be consumed as a service. Gardner also is predicting that by 2023, 43% of newly deployed and developed storage opportunities, capacity, will be consumed in an OPEX-type model in an as-a-service, where for comparison, a year ago was 15%. So the rate of adoption, the rate of, frankly, it's just challenges our customers are facing is translating into needs that we in the IT community need to respond to. And that's essentially what Apex is. Really, it's our commitment as a company to offer that radically simplified experience. It's for us to go do the work with our partnerships like we enjoy with VMware on joint innovation, but where we can bring our offers to market where they can be consumed and configured and orchestrated and deployed and ultimately managed, if you want to fully manage service, by Dell Technologies and our partners. And there's certainly been a host of work done to ensure that we're enabling and empowering our partners to be able to leverage these Apex offers in all that they bring to market as well. So huge opportunity, but it's candidly listening to our customers and listening to the market. Other future growth areas are edge computing. We've all been looking to and thinking about where edge or IoT was an area that candidly might have been less defined and a little ahead of its curve. But when you think about use cases that are going to be deployed at the edge and how we can ensure that we can deliver consumable technology in the way of compute and storage and the like, but that can be located where the data is generated, but managed in a secure way, remotely and in a geographically dispersed way. Many are saying they think the edge opportunity candidly may be larger than the cloud opportunity. So lots of areas with which we think we're uniquely positioned to help deliver capabilities and technology and infrastructure to enable and empower both our partners as well as our customers to kind of evolve along that innovation curve. Yeah, the pace of innovation and adoption is just stunning. The data points, Cheryl, you shared from IDC, from Gartner. I mean, 2023 is two years away, and it's even less if it's the start of 2023 versus the end. I've been in the industry a long time. I know you've been in the industry at least at least 10 years, right? You know, Dell. But I don't think we've ever seen the relentless pace of innovation and adoption across everything to the degree that it is. So yes, it does bring tremendous opportunity for technology vendors such as us, for our customers who are trying to deal with it, and for our partners who are, are navigating that too. Again, for all of us to be that win-win-win. But I know that we're all just going to have to stay committed and working together on this because we're making it up as we go along and there's no blueprint for how we're going to navigate these change. Edge as well as interest is fascinating. And we've just launched our SASE portfolio, our Edge portfolio. That's new for us as well. Also, it's going to be really interesting to see, is that as big as public cloud? How fast it grows and gets adopted? 
how fast can the supply chains respond to the need and the demand? Because all of those edge products need all the semiconductors. My husband works for, uh, for Intel. My son is actually in a new sales job at Texas Instruments, and he's learning how to get on sales calls and talk about, we don't have anything we can ship you. <laughs> Which, <laughs> so it's really grappling with this one need to accelerate, but at the same time, just challenges in the system, whether it's supply chain or learning or skills or enablement to see how fast that we really go. And of course, there's another big change that's looming for us at VMware and looming for you all over at Dell, which is that we call the spin. Dell and VMware have been collaborating for years on next-gen infrastructure and responding to all of these market trends. And I know that after the spin, we are committed to ensuring that our strategic relationship is going to be stronger than ever, but allowing both companies to maximize the opportunities Cheryl, I know, you know, I know we have a lot of partners in common. What do you think that our shared partners could expect after this amicable separation? (laughs) Yeah, well, I think as Michael has said it best, it's really the capital structure of the companies. And Michael is going to retain and remain chairman of both companies. And for our partners, we're hopeful that they will feel like it's business as usual. Certainly, you know, both companies have worked aggressively to secure a longstanding open commercial agreement, which will ensure that level of continuity and predictability for our customers as well as our partners. And you said it best. We've seen some tremendous examples of where when we came together and collaborated as companies on joint engineering and co-innovation and really leaning into the R&D opportunities and capabilities that we both had relying on the strengths of each other, it benefited the marketplace. It benefited our customers. It brought needs that our customers and our partners had, and they could and should anticipate and expect the same from us. So while this market is moving and evolving, we're absolutely jointly committed to ensuring that we can co-innovate, leverage that same kind of shared R&D I was just describing. But as importantly, the shared expertise of our partners, as well as Dell's go-to-market, to ensure that we're helping our customers unlock the opportunity and potential that we recognize this huge hybrid and multi-cloud world is creating for everyone. The fact that we're talking about edge and some of these new opportunities that 5G and where the telcos and the networks are going is going to be tremendous opportunity and done well they should expect manufacturers and OEMs like ourselves to come together and push some of that integration and co-innovation upstream so they can spend their valuable time and energy and resources on the applications and the meaningful, inspirational work that our customers are trying to solve. And they can leverage the energy and the innovation and engineering that we've done to bring products like VxRail and VCF Cloud on Dell and our joint offerings to market that they can leverage. It's really, frankly, hopefully going to enable them to be more responsive and agile and move quickly. 
I think that's a great assessment of the spirit that we are taking forward as we you know, embark on this, this new phase of our relationship. And I know as with all the transformation that we're driving, we're going to be looking to our partners more than ever to, we, we like to say to help our customers be cloud smart, help figuring out which cloud to use when, which public cloud, when to use edge cloud, when to use private cloud. And there's going to be just so much opportunity and and frankly, reliance, I think, by both VMware and Dell on our partners as we both transition and navigate how customers want to change, how they buy, how they use, who they work with. We are seeing pace of change even among partners' business models in ways that we haven't before. We're seeing consolidation in the market. We're seeing our partners consider new types of business models from our perspective, a huge focus on services across the whole life cycle. So lots of changes going on in the channel business and the partner business. And I'm curious, Cheryl, you've spent a lot of time working with partners over the year. Some trends seem to come and go. Some trends tend to stay. As you look at the pace of change that's going on across, I'll just say kind of the channel, what do you think is truly kind of new and something that you haven't seen before that's going to really reshape things? And what do you think is just kind of normal evolution of changes and shifts that just happen as a normal course of business? I think what I might categorize more as just normal evolution is really just as you have new technologies that become so foundational into enabling kind of the next level of applications, whether that be where we're already with our infrastructure, certainly what you're helping customers and partners bring to market around cloud capabilities and Kubernetes capabilities and how to do these native cloud development. I think what's more normal is partners just having to adapt and evolve to the new ways of computing, new application development techniques, new technology per se, to be able to deliver it. I think what is really more game-changing and more longer term in the partner ecosystem, and even you could describe it where you and I are discussing kind of the partnership between VMware and Dell Technologies And that is the nature of partnerships and partner ecosystem and partnering. And I think the expression of what Dell and VMware has done is a fabulous expression of partnerships and where partnerships make it stronger and better for others. But I think in the partner ecosystem and partner community now, beyond consolidation that you mentioned, and we've certainly seen some mergers and acquisitions and I think any mature industry, that's going to continue. But I think in this landscape of hybrid cloud and as a service and this kind of growing recognition and reality that partners, customers are going to have to navigate a hybrid cloud, multi-cloud world, this notion of partner to partner relationships, partner and partner alliances is only going to grow and accelerate. I just think the market's moving too fast. The challenges are too great. Beyond the supply-constrained environment you also described, we're just in an opportunity where the demand is higher than the resources. We're talking about a talent competition for talent. So I just think it's an area where Companies are recognizing they can't do it all, nor do they want to do it all, nor do they have the time 
to reinvent, retrain, hire. And so this notion of multiple partners to help deliver against an opportunity, I think is going to continue. I think companies are getting more comfortable with it. I think you look at where we certainly are positioning around a partner ecosystem to ensure that we can offer an open, interoperable, flexible, accelerated way with which you can experience and consume information technology. I think that is an area that one is going to be sustainable, I think is happening faster than maybe those of us might have anticipated, largely because of the pandemic. And I don't think would have been something that 15 months ago would have been high on a hit parade that everybody thought we'd be marching to. But that said, I think you can point to numerous examples where we're leaning on each other and this notion of coopetition and what might have one day been a competitor, but today is a strong and healthy alliance or a relationship or a partnership that's enabling and empowering more innovation or accelerated time to market is going to be more the norm. We are definitely seeing the increasing trend towards partners looking for other partners to work with, whether it's the big vendors as we're working together It's big global partnerships with even like the large systems integrators, Deloitte, Accenture, et cetera. But we're seeing it across the board with all of our regional partners who we've talked about edge. We've talked about multi-cloud. I mean, multi-cloud, there's learning all the different clouds, not to mention we have a community of 4,000 cloud providers globally who are critical as they're delivering sovereign clouds, particularly important for data sovereignty outside. And then you have the technology. Edge security, which is just going crazy around zero trust as the tax services exploded with the remote workers. There's so much to keep up with. And all of those areas require domain experience that it's frankly almost impossible for any one partner to have, as you mentioned, also the talent as everybody's fighting for talent, the expertise across all those ranges. So I think that the partners who are most comfortable partnering and collaborating are going to have kind of a leg up on the competition and I think are going to be able to go faster. I don't know if all partners are fully comfortable with that yet because it's a little bit out of their comfort zone, but I think everybody needs to be comfortable getting out of their comfort zone these days to be able to go faster. In light of that, you know, you had started describing your organization as there to help support and enable your partners. As we're talking about all this change, all this trend, all these new ways of working, I was wondering if there's anything that you can share that your team is looking and excited about in terms of how you're supporting your partners, how you're looking to enable and support your partners, and is anything kind of new and innovative that your team is working on? We're just doing our best to keep up with some of the new innovations we're bringing to market, certainly in the way the portfolio. But I would say when we speak with a lot of our partners, I'm always looking for ways with which we can extend capabilities that a large organization like Dell Technologies has to our partners. And that shows itself in the way of we put together, for example, last year, quite a bit around digital marketing. And we called it a digital first initiative because not all of our partners are in the same place in the way of sophistication capabilities or reach on how to leverage new digital techniques. Most certainly when the world kind of imposed it on us and no one could do events anymore. And events was the big way people did demand generation and lead generation, but it was also virtual selling. 
a lot of our partners, their sales forces were very accustomed to going and meeting in person. So we put together a a whole series of digital first capabilities that initially was intended to just share best practices and learnings and how we were addressing some, and then actually built out more sustainably over time on what resources could they leverage? Are there services we could make available to them beyond just webinars or how-to series? We adapted and modified as many companies had to our whole executive briefing program to be that of a virtual experience and opened all that up to our partners and frankly, just helped them along the way, which is an area that I think was really just extending. The other area is really around social responsibility and our corporate commitment as a company around a lot of our sustainability initiatives. And certainly we all were living through a pretty volatile time around diversity and inclusion and how can we ensure equality in a safe and respectful place for everyone. So really that's high on a customer's agenda as well. So How could we really more formally externally make available to our partners, one, just assets and content material around what we're doing as a company, but two, how we could help them work on their own efforts and initiatives and how they could leverage information around RFPs and public tenders that they could leverage that we're doing as a company and certainly transparent supply chain and Supply chain has never been more talked about (laughs) as it has been in the last 20 months. And that's an area too that we think we've helped our partners with. So I would say those are ways with which we probably under-recognized would have added value in addition to just the core run the business kind of things we needed to do for our partners. Flexibility around how they're using their MDF dollars. So a lot of that is what I would say we really focused on probably in the early six months of kind of the experience. And then frankly, as we've seen this robust period of demand, it's all about now simplifying the operating experience for our partners and how can we help them maintain the level of growth that they're enjoying. Growing pains can still be painful. So how can we just ensure that the operating experience and both the support we provide them? So I don't know that all of those are revolutionary, but they've ticked up in the area of relevance, strategic value, and certainly I do think differentiated partnerships on the fact that we're going to be there to ensure our partners are doing well, frankly, in challenging times, as well as in phenomenally good times. So I know, Cheryl, for years, your mantra and the mantra of your whole team has been around delivering simplicity predictability and profitability. Maybe not that in order. Maybe it's profitability, predictability, and simplicity. But I think everything, I think you can add innovation to that list as those are just a number of creative ways. But at the end of the day, I think it sounds like continuing to be committed to helping your partners find that easiest way to do business with you, help to not just predictable in how you work together, but helping to ensure predictability for their business. And then, of course, being able to grow their business with you, which continues. We've talked about here at VMware, I don't know whether we're calling it the great resignation, the great quit, the war for talent, which you brought up previously as well. I know this is hitting our customers. It's hitting our partners. It's challenging us. 
I'm curious how you as a leader are looking at dealing with this for your organization as a leader in Dell, how Dell is wrestling and coping with this. And are you seeing the same types of impacts that the rest of the industry is seeing? Well, there's no question we're seeing just a lot of movement. I think it's just another example that the history books are going to look back on and write on how it just showed itself through the pandemic that it just accelerated a lot of things. But I think for us at Dell Technologies, I remind our team that we together are living through just a remarkable period of time in the industry. So for those of us that have been around a while like me, I kind of just cap it at 25 years. Let's just say 25 plus is enough that we're at another one of those sea changes in the industry, which in and of itself is just phenomenally exciting. And Adele, I like to say we're living through one of the most extraordinary times in our industry at a remarkably special company. And we are a company that has tremendous values. We're one of the only founder-led IT companies still in the industry. And Michael has his tone at the top and leadership throughout the company. It's personal. But even through what arguably is the most extraordinary time through a pandemic, Dell was just named number two on Newsweek's Most Love Workplaces to Work specifically recognized for growth opportunities in the company. We were also just recently named on number seven in Forbes World's Best Employers. In a nutshell, I would say we have to compete like everyone else for strong talent in the industry, but we're a company that has amazing breadth, depth, reach, scale in the company, some of which was all on purpose and amazingly designed by Michael. And some of it is fortuitous timing with other companies in the industry charting their own course on what their strategy was best for their company. But we're a company that has extremely strong culture, extremely strong talent, very devoted to a meritocracy around salary and benefits and lucrative bonus opportunities. But honestly, I think one of the things that makes it a unique place is with the breadth of the portfolio and the geographic reach we operate in as a company, there's any number of emerging areas in technology that if you're passionate about, you can pursue in a company like this. And we serve the world's largest all the way down to smallest customers. And we have strongest relationships and partnerships like the one we enjoy with VMware and others in the industry. So there's a whole lot of places you could grow and turn and evolve in a company like Dell Technologies. And we're incredibly committed to diversity and inclusion and our moonshot goals so that people can be their authentic selves at work. And you can feel that you can bring your whole self to work and thrive and still grow and feel like you can be productive. So I think that's one of the differentiators. We're still going to have to compete like everyone else for all the new and strong talent that's in this marketplace, but I'm an optimist by nature. And I just look at where all the growth opportunities are in the industry that we've just been chatting about. And as a company, Dell is going to play in each of them. So depending on your passion and depending on what you wanted to do, there's more than ample opportunity. And 
I personally happen to be an advocate for women in technology, mostly because I just would love to see more of you and I around the table when we're working. And one of the things I'm really proud of is our company was willing to establish targets and establish goals. And we're a highly operational company that values data. And we always say, if you can measure it, something will get done about it. So the fact that we've outlined a target for ourselves through our 2030 moonshot goals that by 2030, we want half our workforce and we're a company of about 140,000 people. We want 50% of our global workforce to be women. That kind of looks like the rest of the planet. It's kind of like the demographics of the human race or women. And I think that's a fair target, right? Half. And we'd like to see 40% of our global leaders be women. Now, today, we look like a lot of other tech companies. Right now, we're about 25% of the workforce and our leadership is maybe 15%. So I love the fact that we're willing to establish an audacious goal. We wouldn't kid that we've got it all sorted out on how we're going to make that possible, but we're measuring it, we're tracking it, we're committed to it, we're introducing ways with which we have openings that we have diverse candidates represented in every candidate slate for interviewing to ensure that we're at least making progress towards those. And a host of other efforts around diversity and inclusion and what we're doing beyond just the women in the workforce. But I would say those are a few areas that we're certainly going to be formidable in trying to compete in the talent war that everybody's out there, but it's a fabulous place to work. I think you outlined a great case for a lot of people to consider a rich and fulfilling career at Dell. And I'm so glad, Cheryl, that you did bring up Dell's commitments, not just to diversity and inclusion, but also to women. I know that you've been a strong advocate for the Dell Technologies Women's Partner Network, which has been a driving force in the company. I love the goals that have been set out. And I'm there behind you, and I hope that Dell is able to reach those. And I encourage our leaders to look at those goals and set similar aspirational, aggressive targets so that we do look like the rest of the planet. As we wrap up today, I wanted to shift to some fun topics, just some some lightning fire things. You were someone, Cheryl, who was on the road all the time, and I bet you've had a little bit more time close to home over the last at least 18 months. How have you used your additional time? And is there anything that you've really enjoyed reading or listening to or binge watching? Well, you know, I got into a little bit, I think, what everybody did. What was the show? Was it Bridgerton? That's one of them. (laughs) That was a good one. I gave the team the book Grit, which is an Angela Duckworth book, I think is good. So what else? Other than that, I'm just so thrilled that college football's back. So I've been watching college football on Saturday. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I have to pick that up, Cheryl, because I too am a huge college football fan. I watch my Pac-12 teams, which always are in the bottom of the race for the college football playoffs, but which means I also watch the SEC, the ACC, and and all of those. I'm also thrilled they're back. I want to give you a chance to share a shout out for what's your favorite team. Oh my gosh. I'm a big SEC girl and an even bigger Florida Gator girl. So go Gators. 
All right. Well, I think they need a little bit of that support. Their season isn't going exactly the way they were hoping it would. Not the way we thought it would go. Now, who's your alma mater? Who are you rooting for? Well, I went to Stanford. Things, we had a great run with Andrew Luck and Christian McCaffrey and some other, a bunch of folks in the NFL, but things aren't exactly the way they are. So I kind of follow the whole Pac-12 and then I just love watching the drama because there's no better reality show than Saturdays and college football. Oh, I know. I know. Florida Florida has to play Georgia next week. That may not be pretty. Georgia is on a roll. The Bulldogs are absolutely driving. I can't wait to see Georgia play Alabama, Cheryl. That is just going to be the best. This week also, I'm really intrigued to see Michigan play Michigan State. That's going to be a really great matchup. They're just, there's so many fabulous storylines besides all the coaching changes. But we can we can do a whole podcast on college football. Who is someone that inspires you either personally or professionally, and even particularly is resonating more than ever with everything that we're going through today? This one's going to be a little closer to home. I've got a good friend who has got a foundation and a women's boutique. She lost a daughter to suicide about eight years ago. What she's been able to do on raising money for mental health awareness, and now during this pandemic, it is just, it's just a crisis situation on how many people are struggling. So I just am super inspired and admired by her because she took a lot of personal pain and turned it into just phenomenal giving. And she's helping so many other families navigate where to find care and how to find the right kind of resources. And she's got a fun little shopping boutique where you can go find fun clothes and mothers and daughters can shop and dress. I mean, it's just fun and it is all for a good cause. And I just think now it's never been more relevant than ever. So that's a little personal and close to home, but I'm just super proud of her and she inspires me greatly. First of all, I can't imagine anything more painful than the experience that she had. And I think it's a wonderful testament and example about how every one of us, every individual has the capability of giving back to the community, of leading and supporting and helping others in in ways that we hadn't imagined. And of course, mental health has been at the forefront of so many challenges that we've had. I think it's great we're talking about it, but it's great to hear about your friend and if there's anything we can do to help get the word out. Now, shop Brit Rose. You can go online and you can shop Brit Rose online. Or if you're in Dallas, you can find her little boutique in Highland Park. That sounds great. Excellent. And lastly, Cheryl, we were rounding at 25. You just celebrated your 10-year anniversary with Dell. As you look to the next 10 years, what is the thing that just excites you most about the future of our industry the promise that it holds, and the future of the channel? Well, I just, like I said, I'm a bit of a geek at heart. And I think part of what this mushrooming demand and pace of changes is technology is integrated in everything. And so it's no longer just living in an IT department where we might have began our careers. So I think what's really most exciting is you can find inspirational examples. Michael says in the purpose at Dell is to bring technology that advances human progress. 
And I actually see that happening before our eyes. So I think if you look at the next 10 years, we can't even envision what capabilities like 5G is going to unleash. And it's going to be about connectivity, but not connectivity like we're thinking about our cell phones or Wi-Fi. It's going to be connectivity on machine-to-machine connectivity and what can AI and ML do underneath the hood that we don't have to. And it's going to open up all these areas of opportunity that only humans can do. And right now, we've been doing a lot of enablement around the underlying technology, but then it's going to be, we're going to need data scientists like never before. We're going to need people in the business that now that we can serve up all these insights that we didn't have in the business before, now what do we do with them? What do we do with those insights? How do we really apply them? So as I look forward, even if you have young and career people, or we all have children that are in college or about to be out of college, I just think there is limitless opportunities for some really exciting roles and jobs that'll truly be enabled by technology, but they're not even going to think about the technology. They're just going to be applying what it's doing for them. And I think there is unbelievable potential in a future ahead. And it's only going to go faster if that's even hard to believe, faster than it is now. I don't know if we can handle it. I, everyone's going to need to take their vitamins and <laughs> practice that healthcare and stay fit because I think you're right. And I think we're standing on kind of a precipice of a, a future that we can't even imagine So on that note, Cheryl, it's just been so fantastic to talk to you today. I really appreciate you sharing your insights, your thoughts, your experiences, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kathleen, and thank you to Team VMware. We appreciate the partnership. Thank you. Take care. What a delightful conversation with Cheryl. As a longtime partner advocate, It was great to hear her insights about the channel, discuss the future of Dell and VMware's strategic relationship, and share how together with our partner ecosystem, we will continue to empower customers with innovative digital solutions. I hope you enjoyed this insightful conversation too. To learn more about VMware, please visit VMware.com. To connect with Cheryl, you can find her on LinkedIn or on Twitter at at S. Remember to subscribe, follow, and review VMware Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware's partner programs, please visit partnerexecutiveedge at vmware.com. I'm Kathleen Tandy. Thanks for listening and see you next time.